Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are as glad as we have ever been that you are joining us today, tonight, noonday, morning, whatever time of day it is for you. We're happy you are spending the next 25 minutes with us. And in our adulting series, we are talking about why you have not arrived though. I know. And you know what? It's January 57th. And so totally. you feel <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it really is. Like, oh. why won't January end? Why are we still oh. in January of the 2020, the year of our Lord? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I keep thinking it's over. I keep thinking, are we here yet? It's yeah. it's only it's only the no. What the thirtieth? Do we have another day mm-hmm. to go? Oh my gosh, you guys. Yeah, yeah, we do. We will. It's an eternity. It is. We will overcome. We will overcome. We shall overcome someday. <laughs> that is that. That was my inspiration. Thank you. Thank you for taking it to. The, You're welcome. Taking it to the people. You're welcome. Um, in all seriousness, we shouldn't have been this excited for 2020. We didn't realize Mm-mm. January was like. You know, I'm just gonna take my mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to feel it. Y'all were waiting for this. Um, I will say, <laughs> Trader Joe's. The veggies are just like cleared out still. So people it's are still amazing. committed. I mean, you know, committed. It was so funny. I was in the checkout and I was like, oh, are you out of, you know, Brussels sprouts, whatever veg I was looking for? She's like, yeah, give it till mid-February. <laughs> right. And then she's everything like, will be back as normal. Yeah. She's like, and then you'll be good to go. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Well, those of us who are still eating vegetables, <laughs> which by the way, hold on. If we want to talk about uh, why we haven't arrived and why we have a long way to go, then perhaps you should watch all the documentaries Netflix has to offer you mm-hmm. on what it means to stay with it and everything from how our brain works to what we're eating. I don't know. I went down the rabbit hole, y'all. I watched that new Gwyneth Paltrow goop lab situation. I didn't watch no, the one mushrooms. No, why did you do that? Did okay, you watch Okay, I, cu- I was curious. Oh, all right? no. Hey, hey. Oh, I didn't watch the no. one on mushrooms. I didn't watch the one oh, on no. the other inappropriate stuff, but I did watch the one on your biological versus chronicolo- chronological age and how what you eat and what you expose yourself to and stress and sleep, how it affects your overall well-being and lifespan. Thank you very much. It was very interesting. So I feel yeah, free to take it back is very interesting. And I yes. think also that is for people with a lot of cash flow. And I'm not knocking it. I would love for my biological interior to just be, <laughs> you know, about the age of 22. That would be amazing. <laughs> but I really do think Goop is just taking it to the next level. And if you they don't believe me, it. it's very fun to search some Twitter you know, um, do you really want to let, about yeah, I don't, I don't know if you want to send great. the people on that kind of field trip because that will end <laughs> poorly. <laughs> well, I'm just saying here at the end of January 57th, <laughs> you know, the people might need some laughter. 273rd. Yeah. That's no, right. is it bad? It's so, you guys, she's done some interesting things. God, we love yes. you, Gwyneth. We loved you in Iron Man. I loved, loved you in Sliding you in... Doors. <gasps> you know, I was just about ever. to say Sliding Doors. So you know, good. that's what I was going to say. I also really liked her in mm-hmm. Emma. I mean, I'm throwing it old school. Emma. 
I didn't see that, but mostly because I don't, I don't like those old books. Okay. I know. Okay. There I said it. I don't do you Emma. What? I don't do Pride and Prejudice. Oh, Jesus. Do fix it. I can't. No. I can't, you guys. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know how we're friends. Guys, I hope you come back next week. I'm so sorry. My love for a British period you. piece is through the roof, <laughs> and I don't appreciate any of your... Okay, know. you know, you're telling me you didn't even watch the Downton Abbey movie? You know what? I tried to watch some of the first season, and then it felt like Grey's no, the Anatomy, movie. the period movie. piece. There's a movie? The Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I thought, uh, no, I thought it was a show. It's not a show. It's a movie. It, it's it a was movie. a show, and then they made a movie for right? theaters. No, no. Why Why would you do that? Because they're fabulous. So here's oh the problem, though. I mean, I was all for it, you know? And they're, it's, you know, 1920s, almost 30s when the movie takes place. But it felt like making up drama that didn't really exist. Of course. Whereas the show maybe was a little gray's anatomy but it totally was it kept me interested for far too long i know people loved it they it was like there were fangirling parties and just all the things i know you know the way people feel about the bachelor (laughs) the way i felt about downton abbey i know you know what's so funny is the next thing that was going to come out of my mouth is that people who watch downton abbey and the bachelor are the same people they are you the same are dead to me. You're people. dead to me. But you <laughs> take it back right now. I know. You take no, it back. It's true. Nope. They're the same. Take You're the back. same people. You are. And then there's those of us who enjoy Law and Order, SVU, uh, and we are a tribe. And um, basically, we're all the same people, but in our tribes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not the same people. We have completely different interests. One of us want to see love, a modern romance, and the other mm-hmm. ones want to see dead bodies and how they... And a harem. Lost their life. And a harem. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. You're all about that handmaid's deal, too, huh? I love it, yes. But that's in a league of its own. It's like, that's actually quality, good writing, great content. How dare you talk about SVU that way? Yeah, it is pretty formulaic. I'll give you that. It is. I'll give you that. I know. That's why we like it. All right. Adulting. Okay. (laughs) Listeners. (sighs) Due to my... Due to my fabulous editing, you do not know that for the last minute, my pop filter flew off into my face. Apparently, it sprouted wings. So, Ashley and I had to take a quick smoke break, and we're back. And we would love to share with you. We'd love to share with you that we are, in fact, adults. And we are, we yes. Have- and part of adulting, it's our topic today, is grit. And it takes some to do this podcast for you guys. I have to tell you, it takes some grit. It really does when a pop filter flies in your face for you to keep going. Take some grit. Because I have within me something that is not mm-hmm. by gift, it is by grit. Yes. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> that was great. That should be on a t shirt. It should. I'm not gifted. I'm, I'm gritted. No. Gifted? Wait, no, gifted no, is stealing. No, no. Okay. First round well, is better. There we go. Okay. Well,. Listeners, since it is truly January 57th, you know you haven't arrived yet because you're still here and it's January Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's still hard. Yes. And we need to be reminded that the strength we had yesterday and the day before is not the strength necessary for today or for tomorrow. But consistency is the key. Showing up for your own life, even though there's everything undone is still so necessary. That is something um, that I've been mulling on this week uh, that our Bible study talked about this past week, and I just can't shake this idea that when we're willing to go the distance, good things can happen. It might not be exactly as we hoped, but 
it can be good. And consistency is so key. In fact, um, sadly, the world in the last week, we lost Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and several others in a helicopter accident over Calabasas. And the more I was uh, researching Kobe, just because I was curious what he was up to um, post-NBA, he had, had really invested his time and money into... Uh, preteen literature because he has obviously young daughters and t- using sports analogies and stories and creating fairy tales um, really centered around healthy competition and consistency and what it means to work your hardest at one thing hmm. and I was so so moved by that and it just reminded me that uh, there's a lot we can't control but our willingness to show up and work hard and this isn't the pull up pull yourself up by your bootstraps talk yeah, really no. isn't uh but but truly to continue in obedience and keep showing up and thinking differently grit doesn't mean doing the same thing the same way until the end of time grit means working hard with passion and purpose and insight and vision and knowing that we cannot shortcut the distance without grit we mm-hmm. can't it's necessary I love that. And I feel like grit, you know, you already talked about this showing up for your own life, but I feel like grit really helps you do that in a really remarkable way because every day is different. And I feel like if you're present in your own life, which is what showing up for your own life means to me, it means that I'm present, that I'm attentive to the day, that I'm attentive to the needs of the people around me, that I'm attentive to my family, that I'm attentive to my purpose. And I think grit allows you to be agile. It allows you to shift. It keeps flexibility inside of your game, you know, that you're able to go, you know what, today I need to make the shift or today my priorities need to be this instead of what I thought they should be or I expected this but it turned out this way but you know what I'm going to keep trucking I'm going to keep going and unexpected things happen to us all the time I love that you talked about Kobe because I mean it's like a tragic tragic surprise it's like nobody would have ever in a million years seen that coming and I think that we have that in our life from the big stuff to the small stuff we have so much that we just don't anticipate and grit allows you to go I didn't expect this but I'm going to make a way forward no matter what it takes no matter what it costs I'm going to make a way forward and that's important in this life that we're living on January 57th yes and I think when we uh when we stop thinking creatively and honestly scrappy scrappy thinking scrappy Mm -hmm. work Uh Um, I just love that word and I think it's so fitting for this conversation because when we feel like we've arrived and we're like okay things are things are good I'm just gonna keep coasting I think we stop employing that creativity I think we stop um, thinking outside the box and we can get get really comfortable in the way things are and the way things have been done and we're scared to try new things i think without grit we can get really scared uh to fail in fact you know we've talked about this before on why though but when you praise your intellect or when you praise your innate ability and not see that it's because you worked hard and that you put in the effort we can convince ourselves that we must stay in a place where we can have mastery completely unwilling to move into a place of trying new things. I mean, think about children. We are encouraged to pray that, praise their effort and not their intellect or not, yeah. hey, you're so smart versus you worked so hard on this. Because I think we're all built to have control. <laughs> and when mm-hmm. we feel like things are out of control, sometimes we tighten um, our fists around that which we think is a constant and not a variable. But if we can look at life and have room 
This can be um, finances, this can be work-related especially, but just willing to think outside the box, willing to think, okay, if I had to go back to the beginning and had to start with nothing, what would it look like? Right. Um, You know, I think uh, when I think of my publishing journey, that really comes to mind of in the early days, I had no, I had no connections in the industry. Um, I had no connections to somebody who was willing to, uh, leverage their place and resources, um, to give me a leg up. And so I just started pitching places. I remember, Ashley, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but, um, perhaps I have, I pitched even to my local newspaper to have a column. (laughs) And uh, pitched to various blogs, looking for guest reviews or guest writers, um, just doing everything I could think of. I remember I spent hours and hours finding, okay, if I if I want to get a book deal, I need to have some sort of platform and an email list yeah. and social, you know, all the things that are kind of a necessary part um, of eventually sharing that message that you're going to write in 220 pages. And I didn't have any money to have someone help me do all of this or to pay for an e-course or anything like that. So I just looked for free resources and just had to think so creatively to get where I was. And now I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, I could leverage this or I could do this. And the same um, the same grit that got me as far as I did, I think is going to, that same thinking, that same train of thought of creativity and how could I do this differently is really what's going to even take me to the next level. Now, the exact same action, not so, but the mindset. I think that there's so much to be said about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset being this is how things are, um, unable to move, unable to flex, versus somebody who's understanding that each and every day there's something to learn. Each and every day there's something to savor. There's something to mull on. One of the things... uh, I talk about with my kids each and every day um, at dinner time is what did you learn today? Yeah. What did you learn? What pushed you? Where did you see somebody doing something differently that inspired you? How could you do things differently tomorrow? And what are you working hard at? And it's, you know, my five-year-old has some very interesting answers, <laughs> often about <laughs> other people's <laughs> lives completely unrelated to his own. <laughs> and he's like, well, Opal today on the playground. And I'm like, well, no, we're not talking about Opal. What did you do today? Right. Yes. Um, because I think when we can instill in ourselves a willingness to stick with it and not give up when the going gets tough, I think that we have found um, the X factor. I really do. I don't think the secret sauce is just innate talent. I think it's grit. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And that has most definitely been my story. And, you know, we've so often talked about the underdog on this show because we're such big fans of the underdog. It's like, you know, the people who may not have everything they need to succeed or the people who may not have all the right networks or all the right people or all the right connections or all the right upbringing to get them to a place where they'd really like to be in life. And I think grit is the, you said it, it's the secret sauce. That is the very thing that takes us exactly where we want to go. And it's such an important thing. You know, I love what you shared about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset, because I think that is really key. And the word disciple means learner. And so I think this idea of we've never arrived, like we have not arrived yet, though, because, you know, a disciple is always learning and it's always being made new and it's constantly challenging himself or herself to grow. And 
I think that that is one of the most powerful keys. You know, some of the best leaders in my life, the people that I admire the most are so humble. Like I think about how far they've come, how many books they've written, how how many people they influence. And then I meet them in real life and I'm like, you are the real deal. You are so humble. They ask me questions as if they should even be talking to me. (laughs) I'm like, Mm. wait a minute, you are a powerful person. I don't want you to ask me a thing. I want to sit at your feet. I want you to talk the whole time. But I found that the most... Um, wonderful leaders, the most powerful people in my life are still curious, still ask questions, still have this humble desire to know others and to be connected to them. And I really think that comes at the root of that is constantly wanting to learn. Like this this true journey of discipleship is being a learner. Like we, we have so much more to grow. We have so much more to learn and we really have never arrived. Like we're not perfected until we meet Jesus. <laughs> you know, the Bible tells yeah. us that, that we are not perfected in our faith or in our personal personhood until we meet Jesus. So on this side of heaven, we can trust that we always have room to grow and room to change. And I think grit really does inspire us to keep growing, to keep changing, to keep moving. And I think some of the best decisions I've made in my life have come from that, where it's like, yeah, this is a huge risk. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should move across the country. I don't know if I should change my job. I don't know if I should, you know, reorder this area of my life. But then when I take the risk and I do it, because what's the worst that could happen? We could fail. Is that the worst thing? Could I survive that? Yes, I absolutely could. And I think in light of that, I've have made courageous choices and bold steps and, you know, reordered my life in a way that I could benefit and the people around me could benefit and my family could benefit because I'm willing to just take a risk. And I think grit is risky. And that's a really good thing on this side of heaven. (laughs) Well said, Ashley. So good. I think our willingness to be a learner. I love just the the language of that as a disciple, we often despise being a novice starting. But right. it's starting. Why is that? Yeah. I think, you know, think of a first-year college student, or I have a friend who's yep. a first-year law student, and just the beginning, it's just an uphill. Like, there's so yeah. much to take in. There's so much to plow through. But the person we become in grit is yeah. admirable. It's incredibly admirable to know that you can stay the course, to know that you've got some stick with itness, I think is really what the world needs right now in every relationship, in every uh, 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 social issue that you can think of. The idea of staying, the idea of continuing to plow the field and to to continue to stay Mm -hmm. with what you feel called to do, I think is so powerful. And I love how you said that other people win when you do that. Your family wins. Your your relationships win. It is such a... I I just... One of the reasons, listeners, we wanted to talk about this so bad and dedicate a whole episode is because it's underrated. It is incredibly underrated and so necessary as an adult. There is nothing like uh, watching people give up right before the dawn or right before the breakthrough totally or right before what they wanted to happen happens yes willing to go through the middle because at the beginning it can feel exciting and at the end you can see that the end is near but what about the middle what about mile you know five to to 20 in a marathon i mean 20 yeah. to 26 you're like i got this six miles left i mean yes. i'm assuming i have no idea i would never if i right. did in my life i'd die but but this middle right this middle where it's not glamorous it really is just showing up and i think um especially in the digital age we just find ourselves glamorizing the people mm-hmm. around us and um 
looking at everyone's life with our voyeuristic eye. Right. But, and looking at our own with such disdain because it demands showing up again and again. Showing up, if you've got kids, to wipe the chairs off the floor. Showing up again at a job that you don't particularly love, but it is moving the needle and you are able to provide for your family. And it is a place where uh, you're putting in your time and you're growing and you are making a difference. But the moments when we feel like it's all, it's just not worth it. I think grit and and willing to go the distance um, is such, such a necessary asset as an adult. It really is. And one of the things that helps me in that middle space, like how do I keep grit? Because grit isn't always about staying in a, in a particular place or, or attaching yourself to something for a lifetime. Like sometimes it is marriage. I hope, I hope my marriage lasts my whole lifetime. You know, like there's some, some things that you just go the distance. I'm always going to be a mom. That's going to last my lifetime. Um, but I think how I personally mind that grit, the gap of like, oh, I just started and it's so exciting and I can't wait to finish because I love outcomes is dividing things up into chunks like bite-sized chunks and so adjusting myself where I'm like some days it's like okay I can just get through the next 30 minutes I can just get through the next hour and then sometimes it's like okay I know at the end of this month this is my one big goal this is the one thing I want to accomplish and I've got it like set up my goals are ready to go or at the end of this week this is the one thing I need to make sure that I do these are the two bonus things but this is the one thing that's the most important thing I do this week and just grit allows us to set goals in a reasonable way in a way that we can accomplish them instead of because striving is another thing right where you're just getting through every single day and you're always doing it doing it doing it doing it but grit is something different it's like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm biting off these chunks of life that I can chew and these purposeful things that I can attack and these goals that I know that I can achieve and grit really does help us go from one thing to the next instead of it feeling like this one long never-ending sentence that we're striving to get through (laughs) grit is like yes this chunk is done okay that chunk is done now I'm gonna take on this and I'm gonna take on that and so I think you know figuring out a way to make it small these big things that we want to accomplish is really important to grit yeah when I think of grit in with that definition which was so well said I think of Nehemiah in the Old Testament Mm -hmm. someone who uh, had compassion passion Mm -hmm. calling and grit to keep doing what God had called him to do I think I think that it is again just so necessary and just a part of the human experience if it's to be lived to the full. Agreed. And we know you got lots of it, listener, because we see you turning up when you reach out to us and message us, and we're so proud of the grit that you carry in this life, and it matters. It's important, and we're so proud of you. Keep at it. You have and not how arrived fitting yet. That we do, and how <laughs> fitting, because January is still going, so <laughs> almost one month down, 11 to go. Oh, 11 to go, correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, listeners, we love you. We thank you so much for tuning in. And we understand completely if you do not watch Goop Lab on Netflix. So Yeah, don't do not do that. Okay, thanks. Bye. No. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Uh, see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.